Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are locked on bucks. Your daily Milwaukee Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Bucks. I'm Eric Name. Joining me as always is my good friend Frank Madden. And Frank, the Bucks did not play so well tonight. They end up losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers 102-95. to And... Yeah, I don't know if I have any positives. It's funny because at the end of this game, uh, the players only uh, broadcast team is saying like, "Oh, if you're a Bucks fan, you got to be happy, you know, because with with all these guys out, you know, they fought hard and blah blah blah." And it's like, I, I just looked at this game and I'm just thinking, I mean, th- that was just a mess. I-, I don't know how the Cavs didn't run away with this game in the first half. To be honest, I mean. The Bucks defense. I mean, some of these rotations, which okay, it's partly because of you know Middleton being out, and then in the second half, Beasley's hurt, um, and you know, kids working in Henson and Vaughn to get them some random minutes. I mean, but some of these lineups were just. I mean, it looked like guys had never played together. And let's be honest, even the lineups that, that have played together a lot look often completely shambolic of <laughs> late on defense. Um, they kind of stayed in it, just kind of with like energy and some luck, I guess. Um, Brogdon was really good, uh, but I mean, geez, where do you want to start? Giannis being dominated by <laughs> Richard Jefferson. Uh, I don't know where where do we want to start with this game? The 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 fact that Vaughn and Delvadova were initiating more than Giannis in the fourth quarter. I, I don't know where where do we start with with what we're pissed off about after this game. Let's start. Let's start with Giannis. Like, I think often what we do when games don't go bad is we don't talk about that and. We talk about other things. Let's talk about Giannis. 4 for 13, 0 for 2 from 3, 1 for 4 from the free throw line. 9 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, 3 turnovers, uh, minus 11 on the night. And, I mean, I, I don't know if a sequence, uh, like I don't know if you need another sequence other than ISO on Kyle Korver, and I'm going to pass it to Rashad Vaughn 28 feet from the, from the floor, or from the, from the rim. Um, I don't know if you want another one in the fourth quarter. Oh, I got an elbow touch with Derek Williams on me. Yeah, I'm just going to take three dribbles backward and then pass it to Delhi in the corner and ask him to create. So I do always think it's funny that when when everyone wants to complain about, oh, they, they go to Delhi too much and they do this and why doesn't Giannis have the ball more? Agreed. He th- These other people should make sure that Giannis is getting his touches and Giannis should be the one having the ball in his hands. There's also times where Giannis just doesn't want the ball in his hands. <laughs> that that that's a problem. There's there are times when making the right play is right, and there are other times when you are Giannis freaking Adetokounmpo. You're the best player on the team. This is on you. I mean, tonight it's all of the above. I think, right? I mean, you know, uh, Della Vadova uh, actually did make a couple plays in the fourth quarter. Finally, um, had a nice pass to Giannis on a pick and roll for a dunk and 
hit a couple of like short floaters where the Cavs basically like conceded a layup instead of letting him pass to Giannis. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's just—I mean, it was just hard to watch, you know. And it's—it's kind of crazy because I mean, you—you kind of feel like, man, Jason Kidd should probably be coaching to try to save his job this second half of this season, you know, like. I don't think you can really cruise control this season in no matter what some of these injuries have happened. Um, and just like, I mean, just some of the stuff going on, I mean, was it at the end of the third quarter when, was it the end of the third quarter when, when Snell hit that three or and maybe not the end of the third, maybe it was the end of the second quarter, you know, and it's like Delavadova with two guys screening and he dribbles, you know, across the court and he's got John Henson in the far corner that he passes to. And it like, Somehow ends up in Snell's hand if it's a three, but I mean, some of the these some of these combinations and sets, and it's just like, you know, you feel like you're getting screwed watching the game because it's like guys are being put in positions. You know, Vaughn and Henson running pick and rolls late. They got a basket out of one of them, but I mean, you know, you can say, oh well, let's throw him into the crucible and and see what Rashad Vaughn can do. But you know, first off, no, <laughs> like you know. <laughs> That's the like. I mean, do you want to try to win a game? Like, you know, again, maybe sometimes you're going to try to get guys minutes, okay, but put them in a position where they're not having to, you know, do stuff that they're that's out of their comfort zone. And then, yeah, with Giannis, I mean, I don't know. Like, like was some of that like protest stuff? I, I don't really think Giannis is necessarily wired that way. He did have that comment in the locker room when you were there. Maybe what was it right before the All Star break? Or I don't forget what game it was, but where he said. He wants the ball. He doesn't want to stand in the corner. And today he was standing in the corner a fair bit. And I don't know. You kind of wonder, like, was that maybe a little passive aggressive, like feeling like he's not into the game. And, and then when he does get the ball, not really, you know, getting frustrated and then not really looking to do something when he finally has a mismatch. Hmm. I don't know. Giannis does not seem to be wired that way to me. Um, I can't imagine him actively putting his team in a worse place because he's trying to prove a point. And, I mean, when was your first, oh, Giannis is getting dominated by Richard Jefferson tweet? It wasn't the fourth quarter. It wasn't the no, third it was the quarter. quarter. It wasn't the second quarter. <laughs> it was the first quarter. Like, yeah. again, we can try to put a narrative onto this after, like, oh, maybe he was doing this. Like, no, he just played, like, garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Like, it, 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 he started off the game bad and then, the game continued to get worse and uh i don't i don't know uh, again like i maybe there was some passive aggressive stuff in there but they just played bad and then he wasn't aggressive late in the game and i don't know it, it was just a, a frustrating game to watch and like you said uh the, any of any of the broadcasters trying to say oh yeah well you know if you're a bucks fan you gotta be happy that uh they they were they were gritty and tough and fought through it. No, Giannis sucks, so I'm not okay with it. Like, <laughs> well, that's that's. I mean, even if they win the game, if Giannis is garbage, I'm going to be like, you know, not that thrilled because we've all established that that I am at this point uh, a Giannis fanboy first, basically. So okay. um, I will I will cop I will cop to that. But I thought this was generally a very frustrating game to watch, even aside from that. Okay, let let's do a quick exercise because I, I, there's been one thing that's really I think been entertaining this season is I, I think anytime there's a game and I'm sending out tweets I always get something player X stinks he shouldn't play anymore whatever whatever it may be and in my head I think okay that might be true 
but who do you want to play for him? So let's do a quick let's, let's do a quick look at this roster. Let's see how talented this roster is. Right now, would you say let, let's start a point guard? Is Matthew Dellavedova good or bad? Bad at this point. Okay, he's bad. So let's go to Malcolm Brogdon. Good or bad? Definitely better than Delhi. Uh, no, nope, I didn't ask that. I didn't ask that. Well, of course, that's the question, though. It's I mean, if if everybody was garbage, you still have to play somebody, right? I mean, okay, I, I, okay, I think, no, no, I no, think... no, no. That's where we stop. That's right. that's the point I'm trying to make. Like, if if you want to complain and say this person shouldn't play, you do have to come to a point where you realize it's a bad roster, <laughs> like, right? Like, don't you have to? have that realization at some point like going into the season didn't we think hey this is a 33 win team and i understand like after a game like this after seeing the box on national tv play like garbage like it's gonna be a time where you're really frustrated with this team and you think everything's wrong and kid coaches terribly and then you look at the roster and it's not very good well here's the thing though so tonight was obviously a little bit different because you know we haven't talked about michael beasley yet but beasley gets off to another nice start and then does something horrendous looking to his knee yeah, slash ankle. Yeah, that didn't um, I mean, I've, I, we're, we'll have to see what, what the injury is. Um, he, he popped back up and was kind of limping off under his own power, then gets carried by Thonmaker and Greg Monroe back to the locker room. Um, I mean, befitting of a guy with Beasley's kind of, you know, generally sort of happy-go-lucky style, he was like looked like he was like laughing as he was <laughs> going down the, the corridor. Um, but, you know, a horrible-looking injury on top of the fact that Chris Middleton was rested tonight, right? So And Jabari kind of Parker is out for the rest of the season. And, well, obviously, yeah, Jabari's out for the season. So obviously those are two kind of very big factors that play into um, the minutes distribution tonight. And, you know, let's be honest, with the Beasley thing, that could obviously be something moving forward. Um, you know, I think if you look at – I think my, the on the point guard stuff specifically, so the last two games, Malcolm Brogdon has – vastly outplayed Matthew Delvadova. Yes. And he has not played more minutes in either game. He's played the same tonight he played one minute uh, fewer than than Delvadova. And it's just like, okay, at some point the guy who's playing way better, even if you're starting Delhi, you know, because for role playing sort of starter reasons, I mean at some point the better player has to play more. And it's just like I know Delvadova's playing in his front of his old crowd, blah 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 tonight, but I mean, not only is he playing, but the ball, like the offense is running through him most of the time, you know? And it's just like, man, this is a guy who has no confidence in his shot. Teams, you know, do not respect the Teams don't have to basically play him to shoot anywhere almost. We've talked about his slow windup. And even like his passing, like until that nice bounce pass to Giannis in the third quarter, it's just like he's even afraid to kind of, like he's too, he can't see high enough or something. I mean, he's not small for a point guard, but it's just like even like you know good passes for layups i mean he's not making those either right now it's just so hard right now for delhi for for anything to go right and he's not as bad as he's been right i mean we know delvadova you know he what is he 2 for 21 or something since the all-star break yeah. or something like that i mean okay we know that delhi's not <laughs> going to be a 10% shooter forever we know he's not a 0% three point shooter we saw him playing better for the all-star break but it's kind of like you know the pay, I think he played the entire fourth quarter tonight, I want to say. I mean, it's just like, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're serious about winning games, like I get you don't want to just give up on guys at the first, you know, sign of struggles, but there are ways to like reward guys who are playing well without, you know, just benching a guy completely. Um, 
So that's just what I would say on the point guard stuff. But I agree. I mean, there's not like an option to just bench Delhi forever. And no, to my Twitter mentions, I don't have an interest in Brandon Jennings showing up for the rest of the season because I don't (laughs) don't care that much about the rest of the season. (laughs) Um, Although I would appreciate Brandon Jennings' willingness to shoot threes, but he's been bad in New York and we've kind of seen this story before from Brandon Jennings. So anyway, um, I, I am fine just, you know, grinding out the season with Delhi, but you know, let's try to keep his minutes down. Brogdon, he could actually be pretty good. So he's played well of late. Um, so just just at least play him more. That's that's my starting point on the guards. <sighs> yeah, I don't like. I hear all of your points, but then I understand that if I want Delhi off the floor in tonight's game, that means Jason Terry and Rashad Vaughn are playing. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, are, you know that, what I mean? That, like, like I, I, I get the general point. Like, overall, yes, Brogdon should play more than Delhi, And we've visited a million times, and I've mentioned my uh, my apprehension at kind of the fact that Brogdon's a rookie, and uh, you don't typically want to try to run rookies into the ground. I'm, I'm very cautious in that way, and... I, that's why I would kind of get still playing Delhi 20 minutes and maybe Brogdon 28 of those minutes. Uh, but tonight, like when, when Beasley goes down, I, <laughs> like, there, there's not much to do with this roster. Well, Beasley goes down. And then the guy that we always talk about being competition for minutes, Mirza Toledovic plays nine minutes, him playing nine minutes and Thon playing nine minutes is, I mean, beyond me. That's weird. I mean, so look, I get that, you know, and Henson, you know, what, what I, I mean, you look at the box score, he was fine, right? I mean, they were minus one in his minutes. He was 10 points on five and nine shooting, five boards, a block. I mean, was Henson bad? No. Like, did he st- I mean, it was a Henson game. Like, watching it, I was completely indifferent, sort of, to, to everything that he was doing. <laughs> he made some of those little hook shots. Um, you know, he also, the Bucks offense also put him in a position where he was shooting a jump shot in the fourth <laughs> quarter when they were actually in the game. I mean, you know, again, it's just like, Really? That's where kind of where we are. Um, so, I mean, I get that they're that they don't want to just bury Henson forever, and I'm maybe more tolerant of that than a lot of people. Um, but yeah, I mean, Thon playing nine minutes, and you know, again, the the perpetual thing where the Bucks don't remember that Thon Maker can shoot threes until the second half of games. Like, wh- what's that about? Like, why is why is Thon only spotting up slash pick and popping in second halves of games? I don't. I mean, it's just like, I mean. Are, is are, are is this team coached by Goldfish? Like they don't remember like the last game where something worked. Like when was the last time we saw that elbow get play that worked in that Pacer game and actually like you know forced Indiana to pull their big man out of the paint? Like you know on a night like this where the Cavs were collapsing and not giving Giannis really any room to work. I don't know. Maybe having a, a big man who can shoot on the floor with them would have been kind of like useful to have. Just throwing it out there. Maybe. I, I mean, we can't know for sure, so <laughs> let, let's not even try it. Um, it's not like it's not like they had a nice run where they had their biggest lead of the game with Thon in playing in the uh, in the third quarter when he had those two threes. Not not like that. <laughs> and look, I, I'll acknowledge too, like Thon like has possessions on defense where you know he's just like in a different zip code. And then the funny part is, I'm not even sure if he's reading the play wrong, but just like he'll get caught flat footed. <laughs> like you know that one they, they had that mic'd up play where. Um, Kyrie Irving came on a pick and roll yeah. and he was like calling out the play or whatever and then like Kyrie Irving ended up with like a 15 foot jump shot <laughs> where, where Thon yeah. was like 
six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he wasn't even close yeah. to the play. Like his ability to kind of like actually use his foot speed and read plays and stuff is still lagging well behind sort of maybe his brain and his and his physical tool set. But you know, again, for whatever reason, for all his limitations, it seems like the only time that the Bucks will look good defensively is when Thonmaker is playing in the game. And it's like I, he also makes horrible plays and gets lots of fouls, but somehow the energy, something happens that just the Bucks look vaguely competent <laughs> at times defensively when Thon is in the game. And the rest of the time, it's like, eh, garbage. No, it is funny that you mentioned that because I feel like he's he's very focused on the things that make NBA defenders great. Like in his mind, like he's very focused on, okay, I need to be talking all the time and I need to be really active with my hands and I need to really focus on like 2.9ing. Like I need to make sure that like I'm really good at all those things. But then when he's good at all those things, like he fails to do the other things. (laughs) Like you said, like he's so focused on communicating that he's not actually playing the defense that he needs to play. Um, But yeah, like you said, a lot of times they do have really good sequences with him. And um, I I don't know, it's, it's difficult to try to explain. Um, Man, I don't even know where else to go with this. I guess let's go here. Giannis played 42 minutes. What the expletive. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I'm, like, I'm, like you can't answer my question for why did Giannis not play the final five and a half minutes of this game, and say, well, you know, we were worried about getting him two minutes, too many minutes. We got a back to back, so uh, we got we got to make sure that we got him rest, and then come out and play him forty two minutes in a back to back. Like you can't do that. Those two things do not match up. Well, I think part of it is because again, you, you don't have Middleton, you don't have have Beasley, right? And okay, they could have obviously put in Toledovich for for some of those minutes. Um, look, I, I will fully acknowledge it, it is not in Giannis's best interest as a fan. I will freely admit to being okay with Giannis playing extended minutes, and you know when he you know, tears a hamstring or blows out his knee, then we'll all look back and say, oh, uh, uh, too many minutes, you know, or whatever. But um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're trying to win the game, I mean, even though tonight he was he was not good, um, I think given the circumstances, it's obviously not ideal, but uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm That's not the kind of thing that I personally... I understand some other people will disagree with that, and that, that's fine, but that's pretty far down my list of complaints i'm i'm not a too many minutes guy like I, I that's not a thing i worry about but for you to say to my face that we didn't play <laughs> this guy in a game that we could have easily lost because we were worried about his minutes in a back-to-back and then the next night to play him 42 minutes in a back-to-back like that's not something that can like my brain can comprehend um and, and like I said, like I, do, I don't have a problem with playing Giannis a lot, but just those two uh, incongruities <laughs> doesn't work so great in my brain. Um, all right, let's talk. Anything else you want to talk about this game? I'm totally done with it, and I hated it, and I don't know if I have any other things to say. Do you got something? Well, you were asking about like Delhi. Like to be honest, I'm at the point where I would be okay like playing. I mean, Terry played 22 minutes tonight, which is like probably way more than you would actually want uh, I, at this point i'm okay with putting terry to, to having terry steal some of Deli's minutes just because i know that they won't try to put the ball in terry's hands and try to have him dribble around and yeah. try to do stuff you know like i know jet is just going to run around space the floor and shoot you know shoot open threes 
slash if he's on the break, he's going to try to find a young guy for a dunk. Like that's yeah. that's pretty much the only thing that Jed is going to do. So he's a stay in your lane guy. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I don't know. I mean, Delhi's just in a rough spot right now. He's not going to be this bad forever. So, I mean, on some level, it's like, you know, again, we said this maybe about a month ago or I don't know when it was, and then he, he did start playing better. Um, he won't be this bad forever. Uh, he's not a 10% shooter, um, but it is frustrating. And it just sort of like speaks to, I mean, to me, it's just like as a coaching staff, it's just like, I don't know, like just feels like you're banging your head against the wall watching some of the stuff that they were doing in the fourth quarter, especially, you know, I mean, it's just. It's just tough, and and this game, I just honestly, I, I just felt like they were lucky to be anywhere close to this in this game, um, and and I don't know, maybe that's just the Bucks pessimist in me um, viewing it through that way, and, and feeling like Giannis was playing so poorly that you know nothing else should have should have been able to make up for that, but um, I don't know, it, it was uh, it was it was definitely strange. Um, well, why don't we why don't we talk about this Michael Beasley injury um, because again, we don't know. We don't know how bad it is. Uh, you know, again, termed a sprain, but that's just your placeholder until they figure out what it was. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your, like, you watch it and it's kind of like, well, I mean, Michael, God bless him. I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to sit here and say like, yeah, he's going to be back this season. We don't know, but you, you can't help but start to think like, well, okay, well, if he's out for the season as well, what do you do? Right. I mean, Axel Tupan, come on down. Is that, is that kind of where we are at this point? Really, you would hope that this moves Mirza Toledovic to the starting lineup. Well, Middleton, if Middleton starts, then you're not starting Toledovic. Yeah, uh, man, I don't even know. Although uh, you, although you have, I mean, you do have less second unit. You know, you have kind of less punch in your second unit. Correct. Maybe. I mean, and and to and to be clear, like I'm, we are obviously like leaders of the play Mirza with Giannis for floor spacing. Uh, bandwagon. We are. Um, I won't. I won't go so far as to say that's why Giannis, why Giannis stunk tonight. But, um, but yeah, having you know another forward out there that teams have to cover thirty feet from the hoop is it. It helps, right? I mean, the stats. The stats are pretty unequivocal. But, um, but yeah, Mirza's the obvious beneficiary. Anything else that comes of that? I mean, obviously now Middleton probably will never play shooting guard. Yeah. Um, you said it as a joke, but if this actually gives you a chance to look at a dude on a 10-day and decide that maybe this guy is something and sign him to a, a very cheap, longer-term deal, like a two-year deal for very cheap, like I guess that's not the worst thing. <laughs> I, I don't know if Axel Tupan is actually any good um but i I, I guess if you wanted to make the most of this 10-day contract and actually get good looks out of them i mean this would kind of be a situation that would allow you to do that um so i i guess we'll see there but yeah i mean i think the big thing would be you want to keep some playmaking off the bench and i think that's always kind of i think that's always been the twofold idea for us saying Mirza should play with Giannis and Beasley should come off the bench is you want a guy like Beasley to come off the bench and be able to fill it up and be able to get those baskets and kind of keep your second unit afloat while maybe Giannis rests or whoever it was throughout the season rests. Um, so, I, I mean, I think you would hope that, okay, start Mirza there and then maybe you can keep Middleton off the bench. Because um, if you start Middleton in Beasley's spot – you have 
Monroe and Brogdon as playmakers off the bench, and that's about it. And then again, if we're talking about, well, Brogdon should play more, that means he probably needs to start. Then you have Monroe as a playmaker off the bench, and um, that just doesn't add up. So the, the gymnastics of creating rotations and filling out a roster here are going to get very interesting if Beasley is out for an extended period of time. Um, it's it's going to be a fascinating uh, week here as they kind of figure that out. Or maybe Beasley's fine and he'll be back on Wednesday, but um, with as bad as it looked, I can't imagine that's the case. Yeah, I mean, if it's sort of a worst case where it's, you know, uh, like an ACL or something, which I don't, I don't know if that really, you know, I'm not sure if that I mean, it looked bad. I don't know if that's an ACL, but um, but if it is sort of a you know six to nine month type major injury, then you know it it has an impact I think on next year as well because I think with Jabari being out for probably the first half of next season, it's you know easy to look at Beasley and just say, geez, maybe maybe you bring Beasley back, you know, because he's probably not going to go for top dollar on on the free agent market, um, and so he seems like a you know a really kind of nice like for like type. Um, cheap replacement you can sign, um, but if that's you know if Beasley's going to be out for a very long time, then you know that kind of gets thrown out the window presumably as well. So um, it, it's interesting. I mean, you know, you you look at Beasley as a guy that kind of came in on you know a one year deal, a guy that said, well, if he's bad or you know you, you know problematic, then you just waive him and you know you cut your losses. You're not paying him that much. Uh, but full credit to him, you know, he's he's been a guy that I think has been, you know, well-liked on the team, um, you know, hasn't certainly caused any problems and has been really good on the court, right? I mean, he's he's done pretty much exactly what, you know, you would have asked for him to do. He's um, been peak Michael Beasley. He's been, he's been peak Beasley. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, it, it, you know, again, I mean, for, for this season for the Bucks, I mean, look, it, it's a big, I think it is a legitimate big blow if you were, you know, really thinking playoffs, like, I don't know. I mean, the, these three games that we've seen since uh, the second half started. I mean, again, I'm I'm not really I'm not really amping up my playoff optimism based on what we've seen in these three games. And uh, I think you you take Beasley out of the equation, it, you know, it, it doesn't do anything certainly to 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 make me feel otherwise. But um, I guess all we can do is kind of sit back and wait and and see what the results are. And um, they've got Denver coming up on Wednesday, which I don't think it's a sucks to lose game in the sense that Denver isn't bad at all. Um, but, you know, again, are the Bucks going to get serious about, you know, being a decent basketball team? Question mark, right? <laughs> um, you know, they, they only have so many, they only have 11 home games left and they're at 500 right now. So, um, they, I get, they can't afford to drop too many more of these. As I say, I guess the good thing is, is I mean, you have Denver, and then you have a very winnable game against the Clippers. Oh shoot! Um, no, you have one against the Clippers on Friday, and then you have well, you can rebound against the Raptors. Oh shoot! No, you can't either. Um, and even with Lowry out, like, Kyle Lowry is out. Hey, Kyle, Kyle Lowry's hurt. I, I understand. Still not particularly hopeful. Um, so you have <laughs> three games in a row here uh, against talented teams and. Yeah, like you said, if if there is any playoff hope, well, they would they would need to find some wins here um, in the rest of this week. So uh, I don't know how likely that is. I don't feel particularly good about it, um, but maybe there's something there. And yeah, it it is 
kind of funny to think that uh, the last hopes of of a playoff season kind of rest on on Michael Beasley, um, but that's that was kind of the, that was kind of the case. Like okay. him yeah. being able to get buckets for the second unit was really helping, and obviously he'd been fantastic since the All Star break, and it looked like again tonight he was on his way to putting up another twenty point game, and uh, I mean that would have been huge for the Bucks, but the, they. Who knows? Who who knows how long he's out for? And again, you you'll get Middleton back, uh, obviously here, and I, I would assume he's probably out of the back to backs for the foreseeable future. So you get him Wednesday and Friday, but not Saturday, um, and then you kind of just have to figure things out. But he's still going to be on a minutes limit, and yeah, there 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 doesn't appear to be much hope for optimism, um, and and I guess that the optimism here is me turning to Alex Boder and asking 40, huh? And seeing if Giannis can go get you 40 every night and seeing if you can somehow pull out a victory. Cause other than that, I don't see many paths to success here in the final 25 games. Yeah. So, um, just for people's reference, since we are coming off a loss, that means, uh, I look at the, the tank standings, uh, rather than the playoff standings. Um, the bucks, <laughs> are 13th in the lottery standings. So nice little uh, nice little piece of purgatory they've got uh, locked up right there. Um, they are, let's see, uh, four games out of the sixth spot, though. <laughs> New, or- <laughs> New Orleans, uh, that pick going to Sacramento, they're uh, in the sixth spot at 23 and 37. So if Boogie and the Brow can get things together. But I'm mean, obviously a ton of teams in there. It's, it's interesting because, you know, going from six... Um, and then going to better and better teams, you got New Orleans, Minnesota, which has been better but still not good. Um, Dallas, which has been 500 over the last 10, and obviously just added Noel. You've got the Knicks, who are the Knicks, um, and then Portland, Charlotte, Sacramento, uh, Milwaukee, Miami. Um, so, uh, in any case, it is uh, it's a it's not a great place to be in. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, um, the East will not the East will not let you uh, fall out of the playoff uh, <laughs> standings entirely. Uh, the Bucks still, still just a game and a half behind the Detroit Pistons, but they also trail the Miami Heat by half a game. Um, I mean, isn't that ridiculous? Like, like I, I feel, especially distance. with these still in striking distance, especially. Yeah, especially with these injuries. I mean, at some point, obviously, you look at the box and you're just like, okay, like they, they don't really have that many dudes left. Um, so it's almost like, well, you know, like, you know, yeah, you're, you're not going to make playoffs. But, um, but it's still hilarious. You look at that Heat team. I mean, <laughs> Eric Spolstra, like, amazing yeah. job. I mean, yeah. losing Bosch, losing Winslow, Richardson's been out a long time. I mean, that is just like a skeleton crew. And it's basically Dragic and Whiteside and friggin james johnson and that team is still <laughs> just you know they've won three in a row so it's um, crazy. so wow that's crazy do they uh, do the bucks get any more heat game no i think that that's it i think they they're lost down, the yeah. two in miami and they they split the ones in uh in in milwaukee so i don't know if we have anything left to add this didn't feel very positive but it felt somewhat cathartic um we rec- we start so a, a little inside lockdown bucks here. We normally do not record immediately following a game. That that is not something we do, and I think it's very healthy that we don't do it because 
that tends to temper our takes a little bit. Uh, tonight, I believe the buzzer sounded and Frank texted me and said, all right, let's do this because I want to get this done with. Um, mainly out of anger. I, 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 don't I don't think don't... Frank has anything to do the rest of the night. I don't think he has an early morning. I think he was literally just wanting to get it done. So I would say from the... I've got some work to do tonight. And the last thing I want to do is think about what I'm going to say <laughs> on a podcast about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, while I'm trying to be productive doing other things. So, like, literally, let's just, let's just, you know, get on the couch and, uh, just spew feelings and, uh, and, and just try to work through some stuff here. Cause I, I just want to get this over with and, and move on with my night. I will say this, Frank. I think the first five to 10 minutes of this were spectacularly angry. Um, and, <laughs> but by the last five to 10 minutes, it's moved into a solid depression. So, yeah. All right, so Bucks, 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 Cavs playoff series. That's where we're back to, right? I still want the Cavs, man. I, they, they, look at it. They gave him oh, a game tonight. One hundred two ninety five. They gave him yeah. a game, and Austin played yeah. good. Just imagine if he plays good, Frank. Uh, That's yeah, an easy win, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Take that, take that four zero baptism in the first round. <laughs> All right, we're in a good spot here. I'm much happier. Uh, I'm happy we got this over with. We got our we got our feelings out. Like you said, we got on the couch and kind of just spewed for a half hour. I believe the wrap it up box is telling me it's time to go. So uh, that's what we'll do. This has been Locked on Bucks. That was Frank Madden. I'm Eric Name. We will talk to you tomorrow. We'll try to be happier. <laughs>